What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we'll talk about the Milwaukee Bucks winning their first NBA championship in 50 years. We'll also talk about the final NBA head coaching vacancies reportedly being filled and Team USA as they get set for the Olympics to start this weekend. All this and more on episode 204 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 204 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pachelke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just coming off the hive, watched the new Space Jam. Oh, how was it? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it was good. I mean, you know, it's a, it's it's kind of like we were talking before. It's it's definitely a kids' movie. There's some uh, there's some corniness to it, I guess, if you're someone our age watching the movie. Uh, but th- that's not who the movie was made for. It's for a younger audience, and uh, they did do a really good job of putting a lot of like pop culture references and stuff for adults um or or just like fans of you know kind of all the famous warner brothers stuff there's a lot of a lot of uh recognition to the past in the in the new space jam so i thought i thought it was cool i thought they did a good job um is it as good as the first one it's hard to it's hard to judge i mean i was (laughs) eight you know seven or eight years old when i watched the first one so uh now i'm a 32 year old man so it's like uh you know, it, it was enjoyable. I think I think it's getting um, it's a little harsh because I've adult, definitely heard mixed reviews. I think adults are hating on it, but it's not for adults. Like, let me give me a group of kids from like seven to twelve. You know? Well, and I think a lot of anti-LeBron fans are are ragging on it a lot too. Well, and they're going to be louder than the pro-LeBron people. Much louder. You know? So, I think LeBron did his thing. Did you end up watching Space Jam the original like? right before or no no no, you just no, you just no. Kept went into it fresh yep kept a clear mind okay all right Focus. All right. all right did you and you you were telling me you got some of like the merch and stuff that was that went on yeah, sale i mean the merch is cool i think you know i i love the merch when i was a kid and you're uh, a collector at heart with, yeah. with this kind of stuff anyway yeah and you know uh it's the stuff from the movie so it's just it's a clash of nba basketball cartoons pop culture nike you know, it's there's a there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of uh, nostalgic value to all that stuff. Uh, in particular, the 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 one item I'm super stoked about is the Tune Squad number six LeBron jersey. You know, they have the LeBron logo, 
where oh, you know, the, 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 where the, the Nike, LJ crown, where the Nike, and that's what it looks like in the movie. So um, that's pretty cool. And then you know all the Goon Squad stuff is cool. You know all the you know stuff that's got Lillard's character and Clay's character and Diana Taurasi's character. You know all that stuff's amazing. Oh, you forgot Anthony Davis, the brow, and 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 they were funny about the brow on uh, in the movie. Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna definitely check it out probably this weekend. So uh, you'll you can get my review next week on uh, episode 205 of the TSK show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, with the Milwaukee Bucks being crowned as NBA champions. But before we do that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539. Or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 020-68311. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. You take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. Butt-ass naked. So, Tyler, a constant theme on the show, obviously, during the, the NBA playoffs was us trying to squeeze in episodes in between games. And and obviously, during the early rounds when there was games every night, we couldn't really do that. But as as the rounds and, and the playoffs went on, we, we were able to, to figure out a way to squeeze in episodes when there weren't games on. And now we're back to our regular regularly scheduled programming here on on a Wednesday night now that the the NBA finals have concluded but last week we recorded on Tuesday and it was the night before game 4 so i figured we would kind of reset and go back to game 4 and talk about some of the things we missed before we talk about last night and uh the Milwaukee Bucks being crowned as NBA champions but in game 4 that was that was obviously the last game in Milwaukee before um or well, the last set of two in a row in Milwaukee, I should say, and obviously that game was marked by the incredible block by Giannis on DeAndre Ayton, who was attempting to finish an alley oop in crunch time. Devin Booker did have 42 points in a huge bounce back game, like we thought he would have uh, after his performance in Game Three. But Chris Paul had arguably his worst game of the series, and maybe even the playoffs. I think in Game Four, and the Bucks ended up winning that game 109 to 103 and then game five was in Phoenix and the Suns led by 16 points at the end of the first quarter but that was the best punch they could throw at the Bucks and the Bucks they were able to come back from that 16 point deficit thanks to a dominant combined performance from Giannis Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday who all combined for 88 points for that game for the Bucks and they ended up winning that game 123 to 119 to steal game five with the chance to close out the NBA finals on their home court. The alley-oop to Giannis that uh, started with the steal by Drew Holiday on Devin Booker, who ended up uh, trapped by the Bucks in the paint, that that really sealed it for 
the Bucks and I mean just really those two moments uh the block in game four and then the steal leading to the alley oop I think were were really quintessential moments for the Bucks. Those were only those were like the iconic, you know, game winner moments. Right. Definitely definitely Well and it's like because we, we didn't the, really have close games aside no. from no they were closed out like game four if they really. were close if they were close they were closed out in the last minute you know or right two or three um but though i mean the block yeah the block the oop dunk the oop dunk is just so great too because it wasn't like a smart basketball play in the well, sense that like you're supposed to pull that out and run out the clock make them foul you if if Giannis doesn't finish that it's a horrible mistake i mean it's the mistake of a career you know if you lose a finals game because you turn that over or Giannis doesn't finish it or whatever it may well and be. if chris paul pushes a little harder and but it was it was the right play in the sense of like there's no way Giannis is not just gonna get this no and i mean listen i and, mean you can it, go back it, to it worked and you can go back to the other end where Devin Booker had the ball and he maybe could have even pulled up from the free throw line when he got past PJ Tucker, but he continued to drive further into the paint and then he gets double teamed and and he turns around to try and maybe take a, take a shot fake. And all of a sudden he's met by drew holiday who strips it. And I think me definitely, I know maybe you, but I know a lot of other people, especially on Twitter, their thoughts immediately went to that video of Devin Booker in the off season with Joe Kim yeah. Noah telling yeah. him about the double yeah, teams. Of course. It it's it, a, it's it's, it's a, crazy how that played out. It's just uh, that I mean that was just a bad look for D book. Typically D book is that there's not a lot of bad things uh, D book's done in his career. Uh, that was one. That was just that was unfortunate that that moment was captured <laughs> on film because he looked soft right there, and he should be you know he should be taking on that challenge. That's not a Kobe Bryant mentality. You know, well, what I mean? we like, need to stop with the the Kobe Bryant comparisons. I mean. I yes, I get it. Kobe Bryant is a mentor to Devin Booker and all of that, but let's be real here. He is not the same player. No, no he's not, but that's what that's what happens. If you're a good But player, Devin Booker even be, said you're gonna so we, Devin Booker said don't compare me to Kobe Bryant. Which is the right thing to say, but it's not gonna stop anytime soon. He's I just and he wanted, shouldn't and he shouldn't want it to. He's just not the same defensive player that Kobe is. He's and not I think the same people player. forget that. I mean Kobe had three rings at this point in time. Uh, it, yeah. It's it's not the same. Uh, Devin Booker is a gifted player, a special player, and a superstar. Yeah, um, but he's a you know, and he's a scoring shooting guard. Like that's there's going to be natural comparisons to to Cobes. Yeah, but anyway, so what what were you thinking he, heading into Game Six after what you had uh, seen? It was from over. Game five? It was over. <laughs> it was over. Completely over. There was no. I just I I knew Giannis was going to come out and dominate the game. I yeah. Mean, there's there's a point where it just. It doesn't matter, you know. When you need to get one game, it's just like all your flaws and stuff. It doesn't matter if you get it done this one game, it's over. Free throw shooting. Well, we'll get to mean? that. We'll he, get to he, that. He, he he hit he hit all his free throws. I mean, he came out there and he. It didn't matter what he couldn't do. He just worried about what he could do. He got to the rim. He drew fouls. He dominated the glass. He dominated the paint. Five blocks. I mean, fifty points. You know, he's. He's a freak uh, at the rim. Yeah. No, and we'll get there in a the, second. The but... only person that's I've ever seen that's like this is Shaq. And and it, obviously in a different way. Um, but as far as just like physical dominance, I've never seen anything like this. And and I, you know, I 
I continue to think that this is this is what it had to have been like seeing Wilt Chamberlain play. You know, if Wilt were to play in today's NBA, it's like, well, I don't think he was crossing over and Euro stepping like Giannis was. No, but, but he was a special athlete. He was fast. He was up sure. and down. He wasn't not that guy either. You know what I mean? It was a different game and different mindsets back then. Yeah, uh, but I mean, for me, like after Game Four, when the Bucks won and tied up the series, I think both of both of us said we were expecting that to happen. I was honestly expecting Phoenix to come out in Game Five and yeah. win. They came out with a and they were up 16 points at the end of the first quarter. I thought they were gonna yeah. gonna be able to hold on, but the way that, that the was Bucks the, were yeah. able to to come back and face that adversary adversity and win the game, yeah. heading into Game Six, I was like, oh, this is this is over. And so, I mean, Game Six, it was in Milwaukee. That place was rocking. I mean, there was like 65,000 yeah. fans outside the arena. So you could imagine what it was like inside for those fans lucky enough to be on the inside. The Suns, they led 47 to 42 at halftime, but the Bucks they were able to tie it up at 77 heading into the fourth quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, it felt like once the Bucks took the lead, every time the Suns like would gain any sort of momentum or at least it seemed like momentum was trending their way, the Bucks would get a stop or hit a big shot and it would just like go all back towards Milwaukee and the Bucks. They end up winning game six, one Oh five to 98. But like you were talking about Tyler, the, the real story of game six was none other than Giannis Antetokounmpo who yeah. scored 50 points on 64% shooting, grabbing 14 rebounds. He had five blocks and you said it already, the free throw shooting. He was 17 of 19 from the free throw line. When one of the main storylines all postseason was how poor his free throw shooting had been. That's why all that kind of just is like, it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? It's, it's yes, these players are going to be better and worse at certain things, but is his free throw something that's going to keep a team from winning a championship? The answer is no. Well, and Just I, like Shaq. And I think realistically, most players are going to shoot better, for, like better from the line, better from the field in general at home. They're, yeah, yeah. It, it's a friendly environment. A the the fans they're not screaming counting yeah. down while he's at the line how Giannis many seconds he's been in. there Giannis was locked oh. in I mean this is a guy that was locked in he knew what was he knew what was there he knew his he had his fans in the stands he didn't want to go back to Phoenix he was on the verge of he's on the brink of greatness I yeah. mean he's doing things that only guys like Jordan have done Shaq have done you know Hakeem has done he's 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 there now I mean it's uh it's unbelievable. I think my main, like, the one thing I would like to, to take away from all this, though, is the Bucks invested in defense. They invested in their guys, and it worked for them. I mean, this this was a defense. This this team, I mean, won off their defense. They oh, they. On their defense. In those last four wins, winning four games in a row. Yeah. Um, They only got over 103 wins. Talk about sons in four. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, man. I the but no, I, I mean, had to. I, the ga game five was obviously just such a crucial win, but well, and, you know, and, to go down o two and then to win four in a row, you're, I mean, you're a resilient bunch of guys. And the team that wins game five, you realistically, like historically, whoever wins game five usually goes on to win the series. Yeah, and their 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 um their scoring was all over the place, but they just they continue to play defense and win games. Well, I mean, listen. 
I mean, in I game mean, they six. Scored, they scored 123-120, and then they go down to 109-105. And then in their losses, they're at 108-105. So it's not like their offense was either A, humming, or B, like consistently like at a certain point. It was well, their role players were never playing at a consistent level. Well, at least not their role players, but their Giannis's main support in Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, they never really played at a consistent level. And, and in game six, they didn't add much in scoring, but... I mean, at least in terms of volume, but Middleton had 17 and, and Drew Holiday had 12, but Middleton hit some big shots down the stretch, not only in game six, but throughout the playoffs. And that that was really who they went to when they needed those kinds of shots. And then in game six, Drew Holiday also added 11 assists and nine rebounds and had four steals. And I mean, Drew Holiday was really phenomenal in on the defensive end in both games five and six. And really, just throughout the playoffs, this team is just so deserving. They just did everything the right way. There was no shortcuts. There's no, there's nothing really you can say. They beat, you know, they beat Kevin Durant. You know, they they took care of the East. Well, let's talk about let's talk about beating Kevin Durant and for they, a second. They beat a they beat a healthy Phoenix team. I mean, for you know, yeah, for the most health, part, as healthy as anyone else is. They had CP3 booking night and out there every night. Yeah, and listen, I mean. Beating Kevin Durant, I said that Coach Mike Budenholzer had KD's foot being half a size too big to thank for saving his job. But, I mean, yeah. he did a hell of a job adapting and making adjustments to help the Bucks succeed since then. So he he really saved his job all on his and own. And they've been on the other side of those. you know, For I mean? sure. And, and so, you know, the basketball kind of works its way out. This is a team that just – this is a franchise, I should say, that, that was – did the right just did the right things even though sometimes i questioned them because we've you know, all questioned the bucks I, I didn't I, I truly didn't know if uh drew and chris could be enough uh to get it done offensively and they did because and and it may not have mattered because they're so good defensively well but i think uh, i think but this one is thing... not Giannis's rookie year you know Giannis no. has been in the league eight years three year, two years ago in the 2019 2019 playoffs um the year toronto went on to to win the ch- title milwaukee was running like an 11 man rotation Giannis was playing around like the low 32 minute mark yeah they completely changed you know Boonholzer completely changed the way he, he built his rotation they 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 doubled down on the couple guys that they believed in middleton and uh Giannis. they signed a drew holiday who um you know lived up to the hype added guys like bobby portis and pj tucker this season brooke yep. lopez has been a staple with milwaukee since yep. he left the lakers yeah. i mean they get they put 400 million dollars into drew chris and Giannis, which is not the sexiest big three i've ever seen but the you know where i'd knack them on offensive ability to score on the outside i praise them in their defensive versatility and just being overall like versatile basketball players, like get a bunch of versatile guys out there, good things can happen. Uh, but this Bucks team, I mean, they just kept making adjustments with their franchise. They kept they kept like doubling down on their guys. And in addition, very deserving, uh, very deserving championship. In addition to the minutes, because that was a big topic with Budenholzer as well in past years. I got to give him credit for the way he used his rotations and highlighted their size and strength to beat the Suns down game by game after falling down 0-2 because, 
I mean, that's really realistically how they won the series was with their size and strength. And Nick Nurse did that same thing when they won with Toronto. I mean, he was running. And eight so did guys. the Lakers last year with he was against Miami. Eight guys, and he had, you know, his starters were playing forty minutes, not thirty-two. You know, so and Boonholzer finally let the reins off these guys this postseason, and look what happened. So and, and you got to give them praise for all that kind of stuff. They they made the right moves, you know, all the way all the way through. Who knows? Like, who knows what this team could have done? Um, I think this team could have beat damn near anybody. Yeah, you know, I, it, it, after winning it now, when they this Phoenix Sun team was hot, people were on this team. I mean, people liked this Phoenix Suns team. They thought the this, Phoenix was favored were coming up, into the series. They were up to nothing. I mean, so it's like this bunch fought a good basketball team, resilient basketball team, and and now, you know, it's like all right, Milwaukee. I don't, I can't necessarily say that you know the Lakers and the and the nets are in that much better of a uh, position than you are you know you you prove that no i think it's definitely a lot closer than people people were saying a month ago yeah you can get it done no doubt all respect i'm so happy for a small market team to get a chip too yeah this definitely shuts that argument up it's it's well i mean san antonio i think was the ultimate you know i think it's a little different with them just because they did it so much but they did (laughs) it so much and so consistently they were the ones that kind of broke through that glass yeah. And then no one else has been able to do it. Toronto, really. Oklahoma City was the one that had their shot. And Toronto is like one of the top six markets in the game. I know, but they're not a, they're not like an NBA market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I understand. I always, I never think of it that way, though. When I think I of markets, I literally just think of Well, like, Phoenix is top ten. Yeah. No, that's true. That That is true. Phoenix. But I feel like it's like there's a huge drop off from those first For like, sure. six, seven. And like... The, the Dallas is well it's like it goes it's New York it goes and, New York LA Chicago and then I think San Francisco Dallas Atlanta um yeah Detroit it, Detroit yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but anyway so obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo was named finals MVP his 50 points in game six are tied for the sixth most in NBA finals history Tyler, he averaged 35.2 points per game, 13.2 rebounds a game, five assists per game, 1.2 steals per game, 1.8 blocks per game on 61.8% shooting from the field. He is the first player to average 30, 10, and 5 on 60% shooting in the NBA Finals. He is the first player in NBA history to win most improved MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Finals MVP. He joins Tim Duncan as the only power forwards in NBA history with multiple MVPs and a Finals MVP. And he joined Michael Jordan as the only player, as the only other player in NBA history to have multiple MVPs, a Defensive Player of the Year, and a Finals MVP. Giannis put on an otherworldly performance in these NBA Finals with the 20 and 17 in game one after it being his first game back from injury and then back-to-back 40-point games in games two and three. Then he had the block in game four, the alley-oop in game five, and then a 50-piece to close it all out in game six to win the NBA Finals. And we weren't even sure if he was going to play a game at all during these finals after what we saw when he hyperextended his knee against the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. At 26 years old, 
He's a five-time All-Star, a five-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defensive, a Defensive Player of the Year, most improved, a two-time MVP, an NBA champion, and an NBA Finals MVP. That's quite the resume for a 26-year-old. Can we insert the soundbite of Magic saying there's a new sheriff in town and then he laughs? Yes, I can. He's talking about Michael Jordan in the Olympics. Yeah, I will do that uh, uh, post. Larry and I were talking, and Michael walks in, and he says, there's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) And we both hit each other like, well, he's not lying. Because that's what it is. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. You know I've been waiting for this moment. Well, I've you, been hyped on this moment. You said the, I believe it was the year he won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. So last 20, year. 20, no, no, no. 2019 is the year that I was. Like, the Jordan preach. 88 year. That's, yep. Yeah. The 2019 year, I really felt like he like kind of showed us like, I'm the, I'm next up. You know, like there, this, I'm that, I'm that dude. And I mean, he is. I don't know. There's not enough to say about this guy. The names he's being thrown into, it's like it's it's crazy. It's it's insane. He has so much more to uh, to accomplish now. He's uh, you know, you know what he really is though. What what what's a what's a stat that's just like as far as his legacy goes? He keeps building on this. He's what one and zero in the finals. I'm one and zero. Yeah. And the whole, yeah. and I mean, what's the thing? Every like, yeah, he's never lost in the finals. He's twenty six. Getting to your first one at twenty six, that's solid. Yeah, that's not. It wasn't. You know, that's not too late. That's not too early. None of that. Like, you know, not everyone's Kobe. Kobe's really the only one that was, and Magic, I guess, were like freakishly young. Well, Duncan, yeah, Mag- Magic got Duncan. to his, got to the finals his rookie year. Duncan, those guys. Yeah, yeah Duncan went th- young. Those guys were those guys were super young, but. I mean, well, LeBron got he, there in 07. He's, he's just getting, he's just getting his, uh, yeah, but he didn't win. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, he's just getting to his physical prime. <laughs> I mean, the sky's <laughs> the limits for this guy. If this guy shoots, you know, if this guy were to get to a point where he could shoot 33% from three, and, and if he, he could, could shoot, shoot 30% 70, from three, if he could shoot 30% from three and 70% from the free throw line, He's essentially unstoppable at that point. Yeah. Essentially, like, if he can hit one out of three threes, you'd have to respect it enough to where his his one step, his one dribble, two steps to the rim. If you have to respect his jumper, or and and when you play him down low, you can't just foul him. It's it's going to be really hard for the league to adjust to this guy. I don't see the uh, I don't see the mantle getting passed off to the to the lucas or the zions any time like, i mean yeah, i don't know i don't see how those guys leapfrog this dude you know like unfortunately they may be like durant was with lebron well the only thing the only way i think durant to me today is like the only one that maybe i think is is like on Giannis's level well and i think the only way that he could maybe lose that spot atop of the mantle LeBron. is well no not even lebron it's just if this is the only time he does make it to the finals, and let's say a Luca and a Zion make it to multiple finals kinds no, of things, no, which but, which is absolutely could happen, and team success is part of it for sure. But it doesn't look like no, it doesn't look like that right now. 
He's going to start getting veteran guys going to sign there in the offseason. He's going to start getting free agents. You know what I mean? Their their rookies are going to develop because there's going to be no pressure. At, once you start winning, once you get one, you know, and you got a Giannis locked in, they've got three more years of Drew, Chris, and Giannis. Yeah, and it's just like Bagged Giannis up, is, to go, Giannis you know? is such a likable guy. Like if you, he's the, dude, I did you see get him last it. night after the game? Just like all of the interactions he was yeah, having. Yeah. Did you like his post game? He's, he's a kid. Interviews. He's, he's generally happy. He's he's. Uh, he's did you see the video breed. of him in the Chick Fil A lane oh, yeah. line this morning yeah, ordering a fifty piece of nuggets? That was, was amazing. I also thought it was hilarious that he asked for a large drink, no ice, because that's like that's a, a very international thing to do. But yeah, no, 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 no but, ice is an, a very international thing. I'll tell you that right now. No, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, not drinking stuff like ice cold is not necessarily what everyone wants to do. But like me growing up, I like asking for a, a large drink with no ice just was me trying to get the most soda I possibly. Well, could. that's exactly why. And that's then, why international people do it is because the ice takes away the room. no exactly. but but yeah okay so like the fucking kids in shelton are doing that yeah. you know what i mean that but it's it's funny to think of like yo yans just ordered 10 sodas you know <laughs> like fuck dude you're worth half a, you're worth like you got a quarter billion dollar contract and realistically they're about to pick up the tab because you just won the nba championship it was just the funniest thing to hear i'm like i want a large drink no eyes half sprite half lemonade like that's such a funny that's like a like he he is so down to earth um, he's so humble. The he's real, so likable. The funniest like, part of that video was really him asking the the worker if it was if he was like allowed to record her, like asking for her permission. Yeah. That was really like the cool thing. That's what I mean. He's just not like I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to his comment about Durant. You know what I mean? And 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 it, you know people kind of taking it the wrong way about uh, Durant's the best basketball in the world. It's like there's still a part of him that wants to be better. You know, that's kind of like what that he's translating. I'm still not the best. I'm still trying. I'm just this kid. You know, I'm just I'm just Giannis. Like I, I haven't done anything yet. Kevin Durant, that's the man over there. You know, it's not like a sign of weakness, but more of like a sign of just like humility, humble, humbleness, like being down to earth, you know? Yeah. And listen, I mean, I, I tweeted after the game, I said Giannis had such a big decision on his hands this past summer and decided to stay with the team that drafted him and finish what he started. Each season is, un is unique and has its own challenges. Milwaukee was able to face adversity the best and have been rewarded as such by winning the NBA Finals. We we covered that whole decision-making process a lot, too. A because, lot. I mean, when when we gave out our, our awards, I was, you know, I said, um, uh, executive of the years has got to go to bucks because they got Giannis. I yeah. don't care about any other team's acquisitions. Yeah. They made it happen. And the point that was, I kept stressing was like, you have one chance. Like the last time you had a chance at someone like this was Lou Alcindor 50 fucking years ago. And what happened then? And, they won a chip. And, two, right? One, one, they one. went to two. They this went, is, they, they went, went to, to two. two. Yeah, yeah. This is their second. Right. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Um, but like that's how my like Giannis really is like a franchise. You, I don't even think every franchise gets a chance at someone like that every. 50 no, but years. and think about the like think about it. It's like so they did, they haven't won a championship in fifty years. They almost lost for, Giannis this summer. For them to throw the key, for them to to make it happen, um, was the biggest thing. Well, and you see, of the, the that was like the most important thing that's that's happened to an NBA team in a long, long time. And you heard Giannis kind of throw some shade at uh, some some guys. I, I mean, I think it was one in particular. Bogdanovich? About, no, some shade at guys and, and going to super teams. He said, like, I could have 
gone to a super team. Yeah, no, this is their team. But I th- it's homegrown. Yeah, and he, you know. I think he took a shot at Harden with that because with the the Harden comments last year of all the all this guy does is just run, jump, and yeah. dunk, uh-huh. and it's yeah. like Harden. What, what's Harden doing watching Giannis yeah. hoist the trophy last night? No, for sure. I mean, he and he has the right to feel that way. This Bucks team don't owe nobody nothing. Like, no, they're not. You're not going to get like outside of the people that bring up injuries to other teams. Like the the Bucks did nothing. Uh, that that you could kind of critique as like whack, you know. This is a home home built squad, and I just keep going back to like, we really thought we weren't going to see Giannis at all this NBA Finals, and maybe not even at all next season with the way he landed on that knee. I thought for sure he was missing it, missing a, a game or two. I thought we for sure weren't at least seeing him till we, we got to Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, that's that's I I really did think like game three might be when he appeared. So shout out to Giannis, man. Yeah. He's here. He's yeah. Ready, ready to go. But all right, let's let's talk a little bit about Phoenix before we we wrap up the NBA Finals talk cuz we got we got a couple other things on the docket to talk about tonight. Um Phoenix really I don't think has much to really hang their head on. Like Devin Booker averaged 27.3 points per game, 5.6 rebounds per game, 4.5 assists per game in the playoffs. He had four 40-point games and had back-to-back 40-point games in the NBA Finals in his first ever NBA playoffs appearance. DeAndre Ayton, even if he might not have been as impactful in the NBA Finals as he was the rest of the NBA playoffs, he emerged as one of the great young centers in the league and really answered a lot of the questions of why was this guy the number one overall draft pick in the same draft as Luka Doncic and Trey Young. So, I mean, I think the future is very bright in Phoenix, especially if Chris Paul opts in to that player option and stays. Um, their owner, Robert Sarver, put out a, a statement today thanking the fans and all of that, and he made it seem like uh, they're they're going to be pretty aggressive, and I think they're going to try and keep Chris Paul. Um, obviously, there's rumors already about him and the Lakers, but who knows what could happen with that. Um, and we, we can talk about that later on in, in the summer, but... Um, I mean, I I don't I don't really think Phoenix has much to hang their heads on. They they no, they played well. I mean, they did what I mean. They were they were two games away. Yeah, and listen, I think ultimately they just ran into a better team. Yeah, definitely. I think that they they ran into a better team, a team that had been through a lot more together as far as just like the process of getting to the championship. Yeah. Um, you know, not that the Phoenix Suns have haven't been through a lot together, but. You know this Bucks team has made five, six playoff runs. You know um, they've 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 lost. They've had heartbreaking losses. Uh, you know they've had complete you know kind of meltdown playoff performances. So uh, this was a long time coming for the Bucks. The Suns they're they're just an emerging uh, emerging team, and they've got what whatever happens with Chris Chris Paul. You know they're gonna have to fill that point guard vo- void. Yeah, which is a big one in the NBA, and they've been trying to do it for years. Uh, but even if they don't get him now that they've now that Book and Aiden have emerged, they're an attractive place to go to in free agency, and uh, they're going to be a competitive basketball team just with those two. They've got a one-two punch, um, and they just need to you know keep guys like Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, and and you know keep developing younger players, and and you know this this Phoenix team could get there again in the future yeah i think that um i saw with uh i saw from a a phoenix reporter on twitter 
that DeAndre Ayton, I guess, went up to Devin Booker in the locker room after and was like, hey, like, we know what it took to get here. Like, this is what we expect now here in Phoenix. Like, we're yeah. going to hold each other accountable the rest of our careers kind of thing. Like, this is, like, the yeah. expectation yeah. now. And I think that's that's really amazing and encouraging to hear for Phoenix fans. And I think having a coach like Monty Williams at the head of it is yeah. the perfect scenario. And I don't know if you saw what he did after the game. He went into the Bucks locker room. He put his arm around Giannis and he gave like a whole whole speech in front of front of the Bucks team, congratulating them and just like thanking them for a good series and, and playing hard and all of that type of stuff. So I thought it was a really classy move by Monty Williams and and I think uh I mean Phoenix is, is in good hands, I think. Phoenix is in good hands. They're gonna be they're gonna be all right. They need to they've had a bad history in the lottery. So if they can, you know, kind of if they get a little bit better in the drafting process, which Cam Johnson was a hit, um, you know, they're gonna be fine. They they do need to fill that point guard role, but man, book and I and that's a solid one too. It's yeah. a tough it's a tough Western conference, but those two can do it. Now let let's talk about Chris Paul Tyler. Obviously there was talks about scott foster being the crew chief for the refs in game six and now after losing game six chris paul is 0 12 in the last 12 games that he has appeared in where scott foster is a referee but mainly what i wanted to talk about is when chris paul reached the nba finals and the suns reached the nba finals after after beating um the nuggets right yeah, yeah they beat the nuggets Jeez, that in was the, so long ago in the second round and they beat the Clippers in the Clippers. Conference I'm finals. trying to erase the Clippers from my memory. Yeah, the Nuggets were. The they beat, they beat we... the Nuggets in four. <laughs> Thank you. My memory's way off right now. Um, they beat the Clippers in the in the Western Conference Finals, but the talk was, where does Chris Paul rank all time if he's able to to finally get that first NBA championship under his belt? Yeah. So, plain and simple, Tyler, where where does he rank now? I I mean Chris Paul is got to be flirting around the five top five all time point guard. That's what I'm thinking. I mean that's he's the point guard. Well, are we he, including he's Steph? Like, he's the oh yeah yeah okay Steph. <laughs> well, because I just feel like he's such an anomaly, like not really like a real point guard. No, nah, all those guys are point guards. I mean, Magic was a fucking anomaly. You well, know, yeah, magic. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you ain't wrong about that. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, no, I think Chris Paul is right there with. He's 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 right there behind. He's right there behind AI and Isaiah Thomas and Nash, Jason and, Kidd, John Stockton. I, you know, J, those two guys. I think he may be right above. Interesting. I may. I may well, take, kid's got a ring. I may. T- yeah, but come on. Like he was thirty-eight years old when he got he got a Gary Payton ring. He got a ring. That's cool. He started for the the Mavs. That's I mean that's fine. That's that's whatever. I mean that's that's good. He got a ring. I'm not trying to see. He was a productive player for them. Jason Kidd is is dirty, but that but that's like the group, you know. Yeah. Like pick and choose who you liked out of that group. You know, to me it's to me it's it's Magic and Steph. Are are I would consider. Oh yeah, like that's the, the cream two. of the crop. I think those are the two top two. And then, you know, then you've got the Steve Nash, Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson, um, Chris Paul, Jason Kidd. You know, that's kind of the next group. And then you got the point guards of the past, I guess. You could start throwing them in. The Jerry West, the Koozies. 
Jerry was a two. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, categorize how these guys how you'd like. <laughs> but that's, like, that's the group. You know what I no, mean? No, I, I feel think, you. I it, think he is in the same, he's in the same breath as as Nash and, and Jay Kidd and Iverson and Isaiah Thomas. I think that's a good Stockton. I think that's a good group for him to be clumped in with. So we're not holding all of these uh, the blown leads against Chris Paul? No, nah, Like man. the 2-0 no, with the I Spurs won't. in 08, 2-0 I'm... with the Grizzlies in 2013, 3-1 with the Rockets in 2015, 2-0 with the Blazers in 2016, yeah. but he broke his hand, and then there, 3-2 lot... with the Warriors. There's been a lot of people. 2-0 last year, this series. year in the championship. Yeah. I mean, he's never won, a, he's never won an NBA play, a championship, so. Yeah. Every year he's been in the playoffs is going to end in a, in an L. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm saying I'm I'm just saying with the blown leads in series. Yeah, but it's just like he's the reason why they're there. You know, it, if if you know, I'm not one to criticize stars for no, teams we're just, not getting over humps. I think we're that, on the uh, same page with this. I'm just playing devil's advocate I for think, the moment. I think that Chris Paul is a great leader, a great point guard, wins people games. Oh, trust me, his and, leadership got plenty of and, of uh, love this this postseason. Yeah, for sure, and it, rightfully so. Um, it would have been nice for him to win one, but he doesn't need to win one in my mind. I know what kind of competitor he is. He's made franchises better. Um, you know, he made the Hornets better. He made the Clippers better. He made the Thunder instantly better. He yeah. took the Suns to the finals instantly. Just because he hasn't gotten one done, I think that's more indicative of who he's playing against rather than no. And that's I mean, it's a team sport. Yeah. Um, there's a there, you know, T Mac T Mac barely got out of the first round. Yeah. You know and I mean, I wouldn't put that against his greatness. It's just at his peak and at his prime, the team that he was on and the teams he was playing, he 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 was the he he lost. Yeah. But all right, any any final thoughts on the NBA championship, the NBA season? It's uh it's been quite the ride. We, I feel like it flew by. I mean, the off season was quick yeah. in between last season and this season, and then the condensed schedule, the playoffs. I mean, the NBA finals felt like it took forever because I forgot who the Suns played in the Western Conference Finals, but I no, mean, yeah, it's uh it's been a wild ride these last couple seasons. I think we got one more wild ride left in us too. Yeah, I think this is going to be next season will be the last like yeah. pandemic impacted fingers crossed. Yeah, I think uh, next next season. year you'll be able to get on the right start and end date. At least we're back to October to June. And then, you know, at that end date you can get a true off season finally. Yeah. But all right, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks on winning their second overall NBA championship and their first NBA championship in 50 years congrats to Giannis Antetokounmpo for winning finals MVP and then I obviously got a shout out Drew Holiday from the 818 from the real valley yeah yeah (laughs) I don't know how many people I know that were so pissed about the Suns using the valley as a term I think the Suns Valley is a little more famous than the San Fernando Valley I don't know about that Tyler the San Fernando Valley is pretty famous Death Valley's in California. Or not de- the the whole state of Phoenix is essentially a valley, right? It's called the Valley of the Sun, yes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that the the state, not some neighborhood in Los Angeles, is is a bigger deal. Hey, I'm so, repping 818 till I die. Hey, no, I mean, San Fernando Valley may be more famous in the sense that it's a neighborhood <laughs> in L.A., but <laughs> it's not. I would just put it up there hey, with listen. these huge valleys of states. There's a movie called Encino Man. 
which is dope. All it's right. A, I love that movie growing See, up. See, there we go. It's a good one. All right. Um, all right. Last couple things on the docket are we got to talk about the head coaching hires and then Team USA. So first we'll do the head coaching hires. The last two head coaching vacancies have reportedly been filled. The New Orleans Pelicans are expected to hire Phoenix Suns assistant coach Willie Green. Nothing is official yet. I think they were waiting for the NBA Finals to finish up, but obviously uh, there were insider reports that Willie Green is going to be hired. Willie Green is a 12-year NBA veteran and has been an assistant with the Warriors and Suns. He is going to be a first-time coach inheriting a young team that is in need of someone who is going to lead them on the right path. I think coming from Golden State and Phoenix is going to help Willie Green establish a culture in New Orleans that they're really missing. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, fluctuation with coaching staffs and front office in there, and I think they are really in need of some stability. So hopefully with a young first-year head coach, he can kind of establish his mark and, and set the tone for, for that franchise going forward. Yeah, Willie Green, um, another cool one, just, you know, being able to watch him play before. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good to get a young, energetic guy with that group of guys. Um, I just think that, you know, getting some, some youth and, and energy around this young Pelicans lineup, like, we need somebody to grow with these guys. And well, they got just, a lot of decisions to make this summer, too. They've got a lot of decisions, but it's like they've got a good group. They need to, you know. The only reason they got decisions to make is because they completely like mishandled that this team this yeah. year. Um, it was a complete fail with Stan Van Gundy, which is unfortunate because I like him. But I mean, they 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 were awful this year. They should be winning games. They've got two All Stars on their team. Um, they've got guys like Stephen Adams and Lonzo Ball who are really capable basketball players to to support those All Stars. So um i'm excited for willie green's opportunity to be part of like a good basketball team you know he's he's got an opportunity to come in year one take a team from out of the playoffs into the playoffs so yeah and and that shouldn't be hard that i i don't think that that's asking too much um so i think he's set up for success yeah i think if they're able to keep lonzo i think that's going to be huge for them that's that's obviously i think their biggest question mark this summer is what's going to happen with Lonzo regarding his restricted free agency and if they're going to match any any sort of qualifying offers that he gets offered. So that's, that's I think, the biggest question mark for New Orleans. But Willie Green, I think it's a good hire. Obviously, he, he's been in some great cultures and, and locker rooms and been around winning basketball. So I think it's it's a step in the right direction for for the Pelicans. And then the Washington Wizards, they're expected to hire – the Denver Nuggets assistant coach, Wes Unsell Jr. Unsell Jr. is the son of the late great Baltimore uh, slash Washington Bullets legend, Wes Unsell Sr. Jr. was an assistant for the Wizards back uh, from 2005 to 2011 and then had stops in Golden State, Orlando, and then obviously most recently in Denver. He's a defensive-minded guy, and I think that's really what this Wizards team is missing they got plenty of offense with Brad Beal and Russell Westbrook, so they they really need to establish a defensive presence, I think, next season if they want to fight for a playoff spot in the East. Well, it's going to be great for for their young guys to get a defensive guy kind of come in there and help them. They're, 
Like, you got guys like Rui Hachimura who wants to be a guy that can guard one through a five. Yeah, Danny Avidak yeah. can do that similarly with his length and size. Well, and he's an offensive guy, so getting him with a defensive-minded coach is going to help him become more of a two-way player. Mm-hmm. I look for, like, Russell and, and Brad Beal to probably make their exits this offseason. So I think Wes Unseld's going to have, you know, a young Thomas Bryant. Maybe Brad Beal is there still, but yeah. I, I highly doubt Russ will be there. Yeah, there are those question marks as well. But so I, I think Denny, Denny, and Rui, and and Thomas Bryant. You know, you've got a couple good young pieces to build off of with him. Draft well and hope you. You know, they're they're just one of those teams that are in the in the lottery looking to get out of it. Yeah, and then also I just remembered. Uh, did you see that the the Minnesota Timberwolves sale was finalized? Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie are officially the owners of the Minnesota yeah, Timberwolves. Yeah, pretty crazy. I just hope they don't move them. Huh? I hope they don't move them. Well, no, that's the I, rumor. I don't either because they're definitely not going to be able to take it to Seattle. Like Seattle absolutely hates Alex Rodriguez, so <laughs> I, I think he I'm wants no, to bring him to Seattle. Though. I know, but God, that would be just ridiculous. I mean, that man. He, I honestly think that it's borderline like he could get dinner in Seattle. I, I think it's like that. Like <laughs> they people, hate him that much for oh, leaving, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. We offered him the biggest contract in baseball history. Yeah. And and Texas offered him like thirty more, I think. So you know, I think we offered him two twenty, in like ninety nine or two thousand, whatever it was, two thousand. Yeah. And uh, he took two fifty. By Texas. the way. For reference, Tyler is decked out in Seattle gear right now. He's got a Mariners hat on and a Brianna Stewart Seattle Storm uh, jersey, so it's pretty tight, actually. I, I know. I I like A Rod, you know, because I'm just kind of like I like to go against the grain with the baseball people. <laughs> but I and it would well, be and like yo, such a crazy turnaround. And you know, himself it, anyway. it's like yo, you bring the you bring J Lo and and an NBA team to Seattle. Well, he's not with J Lo anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. She's back with we ben need Affleck. Batman batman i am batman she's with batman now that's dope well anyways if alex rodriguez <laughs> brings a basketball team to seattle like it's all good on my part yeah you, know you got I mean? you got like, no I skin got in no, the game i got no issue i my what i'm afraid of is he is going to move them and it's not going to be to seattle and that's going to put another kind of like four or five years on the process of getting a team yeah i, I think it's coming but, soon though i hope so I, I truly hope so but it's tough to move a it's tough to move a franchise, um, and you know, with those years in a row with LeBron and in the finals and Steph in the finals, it was like the NBA couldn't expand. And now, you know, the last three years we've had the Raptors, Lakers, and now Bucks win the finals. Like maybe we get to a point where we can expand. I think expanding is almost more likely at this point than moving a team. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, last thing for tonight, Team USA. The men's basketball team, I am i don't know about the rest of the Olympic team, but I, I know the, the men's basketball team, they left for Japan with only eight players on their official flight earlier this week. Zach Levine was in health and safety protocols at the time of the flight, but he did make it out. He's headed to Japan. He's cleared to go. Um, Bradley Beal had to leave the team after entering COVID-19 health and safety protocols. And then Jeremy Grant was in the protocols for four days due to contact tracing, but He's out now and with the team. So it's a bit of a smaller roster right now. The The team is waiting for Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker to arrive in Japan as well. They're set to take off on Friday, according to reports that I saw earlier this week. 
So the guys that just finished the finals, they're going to be headed to Japan in a couple of days. Kevin Love, he left Team USA after saying he wasn't in good enough shape to compete at the level he would like. So Kevin Love and Bradley Beal are no longer on the team. They have been replaced by Spurs forward Keldon Johnson and veteran soon-to-be free agent JaVale McGee. So the roster currently as it stands is Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Green, or Jeremy Grant, excuse me, Draymond Green, I was getting ahead of myself, Drew Holiday, Keldon Johnson, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, JaVale McGee, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. Group play for Team USA, Tyler, starts this Sunday. Uh, group A is the group that Team USA is in. Their first game on Sunday is against France. Then they play Iran next Wednesday. And then the Czech Republic a week from this Saturday to close out group play. And then the knockout stage starts on Monday, August 2nd. So your thoughts on where Team USA stands right now with some departures, some late arrivals. Is the Olympics even going to happen? Like, because there's reports that the people in Japan aren't happy with what's going on with COVID. They might just decide to last second cancel the entire games. What the hell's going on? Yeah, that's more the kind of what the hell is going on. I mean, this Olympics <laughs> is really sketchy right now. Um, it's going to be a push. I think it's going to be, honestly, I think it's going to be a disaster. I think there's going to be all sorts of complications. There's already there's athletes already testing been, positive yeah, in other sports. You know, there probably should have been some sort of, there's probably should have been some sort of Olympic bubble quarantine stage where it was like, we need you to be in a bubble for two weeks before you travel just so we know. You know, just so you don't get these Zach Levine scenarios. There's already going to be no fans in the stands. No, like, yeah. friends and family are allowed to come. Like, as far as basketball goes, you know, the Team USA is fine. Like, they're going to win gold. This is the best. This is the best. This is the best team in, in the Olympics. And I think they started to take things a little bit more seriously after they were getting a bunch of flack on social media and in the media after these exhibition games. It's like, no, it's like, other team, other countries are going to play up to the Team USA, even if it's an exhibition game. It's like we got to get ready for these games and 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 really take this serious because we don't want to embarrass ourselves on the world stage. Yeah, and it's like guys like Javale McGee and Kelvin Johnson like may not be big sexy names, but like <laughs> they're going to help this team on the on the international game. They're going to help this team win, and they're good basketball players. I mean, the good international players are are you know. There's not a ton of superstars out there. They're more of like team built teams. There's there's not like a ton of individual talent like this America squad. I mean, we've got the best five players probably. You know, I guess you could take a Luca or a Giannis out there, but it's like yeah, we, you know, Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, Bradley Beal, D Book. Like that's so many buckets just right there from that those four guys. It's, yeah, and I'm I'm on I'm interested to see overall at least with the Olympics. For the basketball tournament, at least, and we're obviously talking about COVID-impacted seasons with the NBA and stuff, I'm interested to see how many other NBA guys are playing for other countries and and how that impacts the season and all of that. So it's, I mean, I'm, I, I think there's a ton of there's a ton of guys. Playing, oh yeah, you know, no, I know there's going to be a bunch of guys out there, but I'm I'm interested to see who's out there because I don't I don't pay attention to any other countries' national teams. You know, yeah, yeah. well. I saw Scola somehow is still playing. 
dude, that was pretty tight. That was crazy. But you got Slovenia's got Luca. You know, it's their first Olympics. I know the Nigerian team has a bunch of NBA guys. I know Canada has a few NBA guys Canada's playing. Good. Canada's good, but I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be the same old song and dance. Spain, France, Brazil. You know, those are. To I'm looking at Argentina. I'm, I'm going to team. I'm going to the schedule right Those now. Those are typically the the top dogs. So the countries that qualified for basketball, we got Group A: Czech Republic, France, Iran, and Team USA. So France is. I mean, that's a that's a tough team right off the jump. We've got, and that's our first game on Sunday. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna that's a tough one. Group B is Australia, Germany, Italy, and Nigeria. Australia is a really good basketball team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and uh, what were the other ones? Germany, Germany Italy, Italy, and Nigeria. Yeah. Germany's usually pretty good. Ger- yeah, Germany and Italy NBA are guys. always gonna have good teams because they're so like, you know, they have good they have good like structure of their national programs. Right, and then Group um, C is Argentina, Japan, Slovenia, and Spain. Yeah, and Argentina and Spain are are okay. So there's typically two strong teams in each. Yeah. Each division. I'd, Slovenia, say, I'd Slovenia, say Group C might be believe, the hardest. I can't believe Canada didn't make it. Yeah, I guess Canada no, no, didn't make no, the, no the, Brazil. the Olympics. No Brazil. Yeah, this is seems like a lighter roster than normal. Well, Iran qualifying is, I think, uh, uh, like... Well, and Nigeria. Yeah, and Nigeria. Japan usually... Japan and China usually both qualify, I feel like. I think there's typically more teams in it. Yeah, maybe they condensed it this year because yeah. of the, 12, the pandemic. Twelve just doesn't seem like very many. Yeah, I don't know, but, but yeah, I would say Group C I think is the most competitive with Argentina, Slovenia, and Spain all in one group. But then with you got, you got Team Mar- USA and France in one group, and then Germany, Australia, Australia I think is a threat. They're a really good basketball team. Spain's a threat. Argentina's a threat too, I think. Argentina's always a threat. Spain, though, they got the Gasol brothers. Yeah, this is this is Powell's last Olympics. Probably Mark too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. But all right, um, you got you got anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, shout out. I'm gonna shout out the Seattle Kraken. Oh um, yeah, they had their draft. We had our expansion draft today. Um, you know, I, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge NHL guy, but I'm about to be. I'm about to get into it. Here. <laughs> Good. We need a hockey correspondent we, here we on got, the show. I'm gonna. Uh, I can't wait to dive into each of these guys we drafted. Um, and I will. the The only bummer of the day for the Kraken were was we got we ended up getting the second pick in the draft, like the draft. Oh, draft. the overall draft. Uh, obviously, we we're hoping for number one, uh, but we got the second pick in the draft, and we got a team now. So we've got a we've got a coach. We got a stadium. We got jerseys. We got a team. Like, do you got a jersey on the way in the mail already? Uh, no, not until not. I, I think I might roll with our, our that number two pick. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's a smart there, move. That's a smart move. There, there's a guy that we signed. Like, we had kind of like an honorary, not honorary because he's on our team, but they signed one player before the expansion draft. Okay. So we signed like a free agent to be like Kraken's first player ever. Okay. Okay. Um. So he was like in the mix, and then now we've had an expansion draft, but. I think I'm going to wait for the young, the young guy and the guy that's you know kind of built with with uh, with the crack. The homegrown talent. I don't know. Uh, McDermott, Curtis McDermott is the Los Angeles Kings. We we got. Okay. So, I couldn't tell you who he is. I don't know, but he's <laughs> he's six five two forty defenseman. So sounds hefty. I'm I'm down with yeah. I'm down <laughs> with it. 
All right. Um, so for me, I'm going to shout out uh, and wish a speedy recovery to Rams second year running back Cam Akers, who suffered a torn Achilles in a workout this week. Uh, the rookies report to training camp on Sunday, the, tw- the 25th, and the rest of the team is supposed to report on Tuesday, the 27th. So it's pretty devastating to have an injury like this happen just a week or so before training camp. Coach Sean McVay said in a radio interview on the local ESPN station here in L.A. that the Rams are going to start with an in-house replacement for Akers. Uh, The running backs for the Rams entering training camp next week will be Daryl Henderson, 2020 undrafted free agent, Xavier Jones, rookie Jake Funk, Raymond Calais, and undrafted rookie Otis Anderson. Uh, Coach McVay said in that interview he was, quote, intrigued by the younger running backs, although he did not rule out Los Angeles eventually considering a veteran addition. Um, So I've seen names being thrown out there like Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, Devontae Freeman, maybe even a Todd Gurley reunion. Who knows what could happen? Um, But right now the Rams are going to stick with uh, the guys they have in-house but I wouldn't be shocked if if they made a move at one of those other veteran guys. But really, I mean, just, uh, I mean, most importantly, get well soon to Cam Akers. It just, it really sucks to see a young guy with uh, a lot of promise. And, and the Rams were really looking forward to him being the number one back this year. Um, I know myself and a lot of other Rams fans were, were looking forward to what we were going to see him do this season. And now we just, can't wait to see him do it next season so I mean it, it really sucks but get well soon to Cam Akers and then also last but not least uh, I have to shout out the legend Tim Conway Jr. for having me on his show last Tuesday night after we got done recording episode 203 uh, of the TSK show to promote the Sports Kingdom show on his radio show last week Tim hosts the night show on KFI AM 640 here in Los Angeles, and it's also the the radio station I, I work for. And he saw me in the halls as we got done recording last week and was like, hey, what are you still doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm recording my podcast. He was like, oh, you should come on and, and promote it. And I was like, wait, really? And he was like, yeah, come on, come on. Because he was in a commercial break, and he, he was like either going to the bathroom or getting something from his office, something, whatever, in, in a commercial break, and he just – was like, hey, come on, come on the show real quick and promote your podcast. So, uh, I just wanted to shout him out because I I, I really appreciated him having yeah, me on the show yeah. to do that. And um, I have to, I had to keep some things family friendly when I was on the show, uh, obviously. But uh, we we definitely had some fun talking about the Sports Kingdom show and and me at work and and all of that. So I'll I'll add the the segment of me on the radio with him to the end of this episode. So all you listeners can can check it out as well. Um, so yeah, Tyler, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, nah, man. Shout out Conway. That 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 was dope for him to do that for yeah, us. Yeah, it was it was really nice of him. Yeah. So all right, with that, that wraps up episode two hundred four of the Sports Kingdom show for Tyler Pacholke. I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of The TSK Show. 
Peace. By AM six forty, it's Conway Show. Uh, we have a couple of guys who uh, uh, work here. Uh, a guy named Eric Sklar uh, works as the board op and producer for the John and Ken Show. Nice to see you, bub. Hey, thanks for Look having me, you, Timmy. Dude. Ding dong. Hey, I wanted to have you on because, uh, yeah, uh, uh, first of all, you've always been uh, upbeat and, uh, and very nice to the show, which is cool. Oh, of, well, uh, I appreciate that. Jackasses around here. <laughs> um, but you also have a, uh, you do a podcast that's really taken off. I mean, I it's it's going, you know, it's moving and I'm I'm trying, you know. And it's uh, I call it the TSK show. Yes, that's perfect. That's yeah, perfect. That's, right. that's what we call it around here too. <laughs> right. But it's just uh, two guys who met at what Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, me, me and my buddy Tyler Pacholke, we met at Buffalo Wild Wings. What I think probably back in 2014 well, that's when cool. I was working there in college, and I mean we just kind of hit it off talking about sports as just two coworkers, and then. I was just like, hey, we should start a podcast kind of thing. And we just started recording those same kinds of conversations we were having at work. Right. And what do you do? Mostly a basketball or? Yeah, basketball, football. I try and sneak in as much baseball as I can in there when 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 appropriate. Like, obviously, we have we have the All-Star Game tonight and the Home Run Derby last night. So we talked a little bit about that. Right. Tonight. But the whole title is the Sports Kingdom Show. Yeah. So I go by the Duke of Sports. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So Duke was my nickname in my fraternity. And so I kind of spun what that. Uh, Alpha Epsilon Pi, the Jewish fraternity. We're at uh, Cal State Northridge. Northridge, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to call him a frat. Well, you can't call him frats anymore. No, well, you weren't. You're not supposed to call him frats. No, you, you really? Because it's it's. Do you? I can't. It. I can't say the joke because it's not <laughs> FCC appropriate. <laughs> Has something to do with the uh, United States of America. You wouldn't call United States. Of oh, America. I see. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you wouldn't shorten it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, Very man. Good, Crozier. I, I like that. That's kind of cool. Um, but I, I wanted to have Jan because uh, you know you work uh, your ass off on the John and Ken show, oh, and you got to like, uh, yeah, and and you know a lot about sports. And uh, you guys got to you know take advantage of uh, you know uh, any uh, any uh, publicity. You Listen, can get. The, the sports desk at the John and Ken show hasn't been dusted <laughs> off in, in a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, John's a big baseball fan. Yeah, I've talked to him about some baseball sometimes. He's, yeah. He was a Mets fan, he said. And Ken's a big football fan. He's a big Dodger. I mean, Rams guy. Yeah, he's got season tickets. Yeah, I mean, he's, he gets out there, right? Yeah, uh, uh, that's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, so all right, so you and your partner, you guys met at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. How many shows have you done? How many of uh, the sports we games? Just, we just actually finished recording episode 203 tonight. Wow. You do it every day? Uh, no, once a week. Once a week. All right, that's yeah, good. Just about, just about. And for how long? Uh, we started it in September 2017. Okay. All right. Do you guys smoke weed before you go on? Or <laughs> No. No? Yeah. No. That'll, 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 that'll slow the show down. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, but that's kind of cool. It's the Sports Kingdom show. Do you ever pick teams like, uh, you know, like yeah, the so, gambling uh, side of it? Uh, sometimes we do gambling when uh, football season rolls around, but it, it's always fun because my co-host Tyler, he's from the state of Washington, so he's a big Seahawks fan. Oh, right. He's, he's into Washington sports. And um, where are you from? I'm born and raised here in Los Angeles. So Whereabouts? I'm, I'm the Valley, Tarzana. Right. Yeah, me too, Tarzana. Hey, A18. Yeah. But, uh, but you're quite a bit younger. How old are you? I just turned 27 in May. Yeah. I have uh, this shirt's twenty eight years old. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but, so we're in the valley. We're in in Tarzana, um, right? Actually, near Reseda Park, uh, kind of like buddy. I used to, I used to go to Reseda Park and feed the ducks. You know, that's the thing that we did as kids with my grandparents. And I took my my uh, daughter there, 
with a big bag of bread and we were feeding the ducks oh, you and, know the, what I and just, the ducks attacked her. You know what I just remembered? I have a family friend who lives in your uh, old house uh, off of uh, Balboa. Is that right? Yeah. On uh, near Magnolia. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I've been there and played basketball there. Really? Yes. Oh, that's neat. Uh, that's great. Yeah, we used to have, uh, my when my mom and dad were married, we used to live on uh, on Magnolia, fairly close to uh, yeah, I have, Balboa. Yeah, uh, I have a family friend and uh, fraternity brother, actually, that uh, his that family right? owns that house now. Wait a minute, he, wait, so he, I'm trying to think of the guy who bought it. He has a kid that old. Man, his kids were young yeah. when they bought that house. Yeah. His, oh, that's kind of cool. His son's a year older than me. All right, that makes sense. All right, so the sport, it's called the Sports Kingdom Show. Yeah, at TSK it, Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And 200 episodes, that's great, right? Yeah, Knocking it out. Moving and grooving. Now you got to talk to Don Martin, see if you guys can do some filling work I've, over I've, there. I've had some conversations you know? and trying to see what I can do to move up the ladder, but you I never mean, the know. the Dodger station's down the hall. Yeah. You know? Uh, I interned for Petros and Money when I was in college, so that's that's how I got my foot in the door here at, at, right. uh, in the building. Right, and then you run the John and Ken show. Yes, right. I try to at least. I try. I try and corral them. Does that get you a lot of chicks at bars? <laughs> that you run the John and Ken show. I, I'm, I <laughs> haven't used it yet as a pickup line, but now that you mention it, maybe I should. Maybe, right, but maybe are you a single guy? Life. You married? What are you? Not single. Okay, so during the pandemic, it was probably uh, real tough to meet people. You know, Conway. Yes, I mean it, it was hard. It's the worst. Now that things are opening up, though, it's getting easier. I've, I was I was getting out and about, back to some bars and stuff. It's been fun. Right. If you if you met a, uh, a woman, right, and and she said, uh, "Yeah, we'll go out, but you got to wear a mask, and I'll wear a mask." Is that a, is that a deal breaker? At this point, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. After after all, uh, however many doctors we've had on the station right. telling us it's okay, I mean, right. I tend to listen to to the doctors we've had here on the air. Right. So even if she was hot, that kind of craziness wouldn't fly. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's great, man. That is awesome. All right, check out the Sports Kingdom show. It's all over the place, right? Yes. Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram, whole Instagram, at TSK Show, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that jazz. Right. And I will tell you this. Uh, I, I don't know your partner, but I know you. And you guys, and I know that you know a lot about sports. Yes. I mean, you know. Uh, a you great, come in and before Crosstalk Yeah, all we the always time. talk about sports. Uh, so Eric and Tyler with this uh, with this show and you're at the Duke of Sports. Yes, on Twitter. All right, and he's at Tyler, whatever his... Uh, yeah, at Tyler Pacholke. What is a crazy last name? <laughs> All right, buddy, thanks for coming on. No, thank and, you, Tim. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, if, if you have any good tip, like a team's going to win by how many points, whatever, you let me know, All right. and uh, maybe I'll give you a taste, you know, hey. uh, if we uh, win a couple of bucks. We'll see what happens. All right, it's TK... I'm sorry, TSK Show. Uh, it's and it stands for the uh, Sports Kingdom Show. Yes. All right. Thanks Ding for coming on, man. Ding dong with you. All right. All right. The Duke of Sports has come. Yeah, Duke of Sports, everybody. All right. We're live on KFI AM six forty. More now with Crow.